It's Monday. It's morning. And there's a macabre chill in the air, Dars. Ooh, scones comes in with a macabre chill, as always. <laughs> Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the podcast where one of us brings some spooky stuff and the other one deals with it. And today you're dealing with Today it. I'm going to be dealing with some, some of scones' nonsense. But before we get to that, I want to... Do a little shout out to everybody who picked up the Macabarista shirt. It's cool. I'm wearing mine right now. Ooh, and that shit looks good. It Doris. looks good as hell. My wife said that she'd marry me again or at least consider it. So if you're out there and you bought one, Darcy's wife will marry uh, you. She will marry you. It's a in the fine print of the shirt when you purchase it. That Those sling and dingers <laughs> contracts, man. <laughs> the <laughs> execs up top are really <laughs> trying to destroy my mental state. Lava, ropes. What are you going to do if Jason Siegel buys a shirt? Jason Siegel, if he buys a show. Listen, Jason, I know you're listening because this is the number one podcast in the tri-state area, okay? These three states, man, they love us. We're right in that sweet spot, right in that connection between Utah, Vermont, <laughs> and Arkansas. Yeah, don't forget about Little Italy, baby. A lot of people... The 51st U.S. state is what a lot of people call it. Little Italy. Is little Italy, uh, great... Gnocchi? Gotta get that gnocchi. Today we're going to be doing the entire podcast in Adam Sandler impressions. (laughs) I hope you're prepared for that. Oh, hello there. I won't be Owen Wilson. I changed my mind. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. I don't even want... I just want to stay in this this blissful ignorance. Just vibing, baby. Just... Smooth jazz. Shout out to the Patreon users. We got some new new patrons. Appreciate new you guys. Patrons. If you're new to the Patreon, also every uh, every episode that comes out, the value just increases because it's still the same price. You just get more tent. You're you're in our inner circle. You're in our inner you're, seance circle. Yeah, you're like the cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Yeah, you guys are, uh, you're like little candles in the... In the I say little Italy. <laughs> you guys are the little Italy's of the Monday Morning Macabre United States of America. And we just want to say thank you again. So shout out to the Patreon listeners. We appreciate your, your continued financial support. Um, so Scones Berry Bush is bringing us that... Scones Berry Bush here. Dr. Scones 23 Flavors is bringing us the spooky tent. That's a Dr. Pepper reference. Yeah, I, it took a second. <laughs> yeah, it should have, because it, it makes no logical sense. Uh, he's going to be talking the spooky, spooky, spooky. So I was tipped off to this spooky historical figure uh, by a longtime listener, Uh-oh. longtime fan of the show, uh, also <laughs> Patreon patron, Ryan Benson. He's a longtime listener. He's an author. He's got a story coming out. Um, in Night Terrors, Volume 1, a short horror story anthology. Just came out. You can get it on Amazon. And his story, 7734, is featured. That's the monthly payment of my student loans. 7734? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Four digits. (laughs) I am drowning. And today we're going to be talking about Marcel Petiot. Petiot? Wow. How is it spelled? <laughs> Marcel, normal. Okay, yeah, yeah. P-E-T-I-O-T. That's probably like Petois, but I don't I don't I ain't French. He's French. I ain't French. Petois Marcel Pediot. Pronunciation. 
Marcel Pichu. Pichu. A real piece of shit. Today, <laughs> on Monday Morning Macabre. <laughs> Band, music, our wielding, <laughs> instrument wielding men. Hit us with that. Wield them bad boys. Wield those boys, baby. Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, T-Pain's Twitch intro is fire. I don't know if you saw this, but it was on Reddit the other day. Anyway. T-Pain's awesome. Yeah, he is. I love T-Pain. Anyway, Marcel Petio. So, read a lot about him, but I'm going to be reading mostly from a article on allthatsinteresting.com. I love allthatsinteresting.com. Abby Norman. Shout out, Abby. Abby Normal? Oh, my God. I, I would be so spooky, oh dude. God, so creepy. Creepy crawlies. He's a French doctor who promised Jews safe passage from Nazis only to become oh, a no. very despicable serial oh, killer. Oh, boy. This is sad. <laughs> Despite his infamy in France, many elsewhere have actually never heard of him. I mean, I'd never heard of him. Had you? Marcel the Shell I've heard of, but not Marcel the Nazi serial killer. Yeah. Like, obviously, a lot of serial killers, he had a rough early life. Did he have the McDonald's triad? Grimace. McDonald's. He tried to get the Travis Scott uh, oh, burger. Oh, no, the Travis Scott burger, and then it backfired? And it, it was out. They were out of him. So. And that's when he's like, uh. It all was downhill from there. <laughs> On, okay, can we Hopefully sidebar? my iced coffee's not rattling around the mic. Can we sidebar real quick about the Travis Scott burger? Because I've made Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I just saw the memes, and I'm too old. It's just, a, it's like a quarter pounder. A medium mm-hmm. fry and a medium drink. It's just a $6 meal. It's just like a standard meal. It's nothing special. Is it just some deal with Travis Scott they made? Yeah, but I assume it's like, this is what Travis Scott gets. And if you want to be hashtag lit fam, <laughs> okay, get one. And I'm like, I want to fucking die. We should just make a Monday morning macabre meal. <laughs> Ooh, it'll be just a bunch of spider webs. <laughs> it'll be two used Marlboro Reds and a cup full of cigarette butts. <laughs> Instead of fries, it's just a bunch of dead snakes. Yeah, it'll be a bunch of cockroaches in a in between two slabs of spider web. <laughs> what do you Born think? in France <laughs> in 1897, multiple schools in France uh, expelled him mm. due to his bad behavior. Yeah, I bet. Though he did, would end up finishing school by age 18. Uh, the year 1915. All right, so As you might early, know, he then enlisted in the military, and okay. shit hits the fan in <laughs> Europe. Right. Yeah. In 1915. So, uh, the, but the extent of his service is debatable, as he spent long periods away on rest. What the fuck does that mean? Apparently, he had kleptomania. Ooh. He would steal a lot steal. of shit. Particularly military blankets. Wait, he stole military blankets specifically? Like he would just take military blankets. Like what all the <laughs> soldiers asshole. are given, like blankets, you know, Wait, that's not during even war. Like valuable. It's just like. That's kleptomania, baby. You just steal shit for stealing shit. Hey, shout out to Ty. He would end up getting jailed <laughs> for a short period in Orleans. Military officers finally discharge. Pe- well, how do we pronounce it? Petchit? Petchit? Petchit with disability That's benefits <laughs> don't at think the recommendation it. of a psychiatrist who believed Petchit had a min- had a mental breakdown. Indeed, the troubled officer had literally shot himself in the foot Whoa. 
and required a hospital stay. So they gave him disability leave because uh, he's obviously a crazy person. Wait, so he shot himself in the foot and they gave him disability leave? Yeah, he's like that kid in holes who had the rattlesnake bite him. Yeah, so he. this sounds like a purposeful shoot yourself in the foot type deal. This yeah. sounds like the shin splints of 1915. Pretty much. Okay. After his bout in the military came to a close, psychiatrists recommend Petchett be committed to an asylum. Mm, he was in American Horror Story Season 2? Right, and wouldn't it make sense that the crazy person should go to an asylum? It would make sense. He did not. Uh, Instead, he fuck. went to medical stool. And in medical, medical stool? <laughs> Instead, he took a medical stool sample, <laughs> stole it. <laughs> Instead, he went to medical school and interned at uh, an asylum. That is not the same as going to an asylum. From the other side it's of like, things. Hey, you should go to prison. It's like, okay, but what about this? I'll intern as a guard. I run the place. <laughs> I'll intern as the warden, and we'll all be square. Petchett graduated in only eight months, and with his medical degree in hand, he went to work in Villanueva, Surione. You're looking at me. I don't know France. I don't know either. In 1921. There, Petchett almost immediately became addicted to two things that would define the rest of his life. Pokemon cards and anime girls. (laughs) 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 Gotta catch them all, baby. Narcotics and murder. (laughs) (laughs) Very similar, if you ask me. <laughs> you go down the same path. It's yeah. it's a different road to the same destination. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all gateway drugs. So we actually don't know who Marcel Petchett's first victim is. It's never been proven, but many suspect that his first victim was Louise de Laveau. The sick beat I made? His lover. and <laughs> <laughs> That shit kills. <laughs> fucking killed that beat. Louise de Laveau was his lover and the daughter of one of his patients. Oof. Which seems inappropriate to me. Yeah. In Villanueva, Serion. I love this Serion. It's like Villanueva, Serion. Dash S U R dash Y O N N. Serion. She disappeared in 1926, shortly after the two began having an affair. No Wait. one had ever heard from her again. Wait, shortly after they had the affair, she disappeared? Or shortly after she disappeared, they began having the affair? The, yeah, so, so him she, and her have an affair. And then she disappears. Or, because what you said, it sounds like she disappeared and then they started hooking up. So, yeah, they had the affair. They began oh, the affair. And then, then shortly she, after, okay, yeah, gone. Yeah. Then she's like, who did it? And it's the 20s, so, like, I guess, whatever. Yeah, like, we've talked about this before. If you went missing before, like, 1988, you're just gone. <laughs> you're 100% gone. <laughs> you're never found. If there what is there's no way to tell DNA, you're fucking gone. Yeah, you're just... You though. When authorities began conducting investigation into her disappearance, here we are, neighbors reported that they had seen Petchett putting a large trunk into his automobile. Perhaps some said, with the body inside. Body, body, body. So body, he's got this big trunk, which is like a giant suitcase. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Eat into the car. He's like, what's up? See you later. He's like, what's up? So people are like, hey, hey that's isn't that the body suitcase. in there? So police went to investigate it, and they found nothing to link him to the crime. Interesting. He pulled the old switcheroo. He did. He was the dead body the whole time. <laughs> they open it. He's in there dead. They look back up. He's gone. It's just a rabbit <laughs> holding a hat. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, everyone clap. All the cops just clap. <laughs> Shortly after De Laveau's <laughs> disappearance, Petchett decided to run for mayor of Villanueva, Surion. Classic. A seat he won since he hired someone to cause a commotion during the debate and fluster his opponents. <laughs> like, bro, I need you to streak. Everyone's going to freak the fuck out. So this dude went from people being like, you belong in an asylum, to 
I'm a doctor now and the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you're an insane person. You're like, just insane enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> insane like a fox. <laughs> the corruption would continue in office, and the first thing Petra did upon becoming mayor was embezzle the town's money. Hell yeah. That's why, you know, you could hire a kleptomaniac. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I mean, what uh, mayors do. Elect. Embezzlement's like just half of the job. I wish I could embezzle. I need to embezzle more. Holy shit, yeah. Hey, Scones, I'll let you take care of the financials. Uh, <laughs> Slinging dingers. Slinging dingers financial advisor. Give me that. After a brief cycle of resigning political posts, only to be voted into another, Petchett, his wife, who apparently he married, found someone to marry him, and their young son moved to Paris and began to build up a successful medical practice at 66 Rue Calmartin. Old Perry. Oh, Perry. When the moon... That's Italy. The city of lights and love. The city of the catacombs, baby. During all of this, Petrit was briefly institutionalized for his persistent kleptomania. So they finally got him, they but f- not really. <laughs> I was going to say, he sounds too powerful at this point to really be put away. So it's all fun and games. We got the bad guy in the institution, but... Bum, bum, bum. Here comes World War Two. World War Two. How old is Pet Shit? Pet Shit? Pet Shit? At this time, he would be. Do, 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 do. He was born in 1897. And it's now what, 40 or 30, late 30s, early 40s? Early 40s, yeah. yeah. So he's like 50. You said 97? 60 at least. I thought you said 97. So the 97 year old man. <laughs> he's 97. While the outbreak of World War II and the fall of France to the Nazi regime likely overshadowed whatever concerns anyone may have had about Petchett, he did not evade the law entirely. The physician would be fined 2,400 francs, which is like the old French yeah. money, I'm assuming. They, they, sold, they, before they the were Euro. hot dogs. They used hot dogs as currency. <laughs> 24 glizzies. Yeah, 24, for, well, three glizzies is six francs. <laughs> <laughs> and then the 12 hot dogs is... Six glizzies. I'm putting all my money into gold and f- glizzy francs. Yeah. So he was fined 2,400 francs for his prescribing illicit narcotics, a charge for which he would have gone to trial had the two addicts set to testify against him, had not Fucking disappeared yeah, <laughs> under mysterious circumstances that's not that mysterious shortly before the trial began. I love this stuff. Dude, if you have people who are going to testify against you, just... Make them disappear. Hey, pro tip out there for everybody. <laughs> little Monday morning macabre secret for you. We're going to be like Let's just called say we don't have into any a courtroom. One-star reviews, okay? One of our listeners is going to go crazy and we're going to be called into a courtroom like, did you tell him to do this? <laughs> and I'll be like, uh, fucking yes. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> I don't know. Is he a Patreon? I don't patron? know. Judge, are you a Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> I only talk to patrons. There, I only if you're not little Italy, I don't want them. <laughs> little Italy, little Italy, little Italy. Hi, welcome, to little Italy. Hi, Brian. You ever been, hey, been to little Italy with Jungle Lily? You and Jungle Lily love little Italy. <laughs> For Petrit, Nazi-occupied France provided the perfect backdrop in which to be a huge douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he could safely commit his crimes because people are more concerned about the evil empire that's coming. The fucking Star Wars Galactic. <laughs> I mean, Empire? essentially. Indeed, the country. Ooh, yeah. I bet it was. <laughs> what happened? No, we're back. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Indeed, the country stood divided primarily by Nazi sympathizers 
which fuck those people and those actively yeah. trying to overthrow or outrun the Gestapo. Petrit capitalized on the state of fear, taking advantage of the people who are trying to outrun the Gestapo. He began to conceive a plan that would both fiscally and corporeally, 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 my dear boy, lucrative. (laughs) (laughs) This started by professing himself a member of the French resistance, perhaps to garner public trust and admiration and thus better conceal his illicit acts which increasingly involved the sale of illegal drugs. So he's a big drug boy. So he's like, hey, I'm going to start out as a drug dealer. Hey. He went so far as to invite Jews to his practice at 66 Rue Comartine, promising them safe passage out of Nazi-occupied France. Nazi-occupied France. Wait, so he promised them? So he... So he's like, we're killing Nazis. And then they're like, hell yeah. And then he's like, JK, take these drugs? What's his next move? I think he just sold the drugs to make a lot of money okay so is he really just a guy who wants to murder people we'll get there. or is he a we'll drug addict we'll gone there. bad oh we're gonna get there he also offered his home as a safe house for resistance fighters petty thieves and hardened criminals trying to outrun the law still what seemed like a noble cause on his part would turn out to be the beginning of one of the most horrifying killing sprees Ooh. in history this is the inspiration for clue by the way so he was in the ballroom with his candlestick <laughs> <laughs> yep Petchet, working under the name dr eugene Ooh. promised safe passage out of france to anyone who could afford his twenty-five thousand dollar franc fee what if this is what they're doing that's with a like, lot of glizzies that's a lot of glizzies and also that's 12.5 glizzies what if the it's like that okay you know how you can like pay money to go to the moon with like Elon Musk? You know what I'm talking about? No, know, but... Like, or like to like... You can fly into outer space for, for a hot minute with like uh, the guy who owns Fox. <laughs> What's the fucking... Do you know what I'm talking about? Talk about Richard Branson? Mm, I don't think it's the Richard Virgin Branson. Virgin Mobile guy? But there's like some... You can pay someone a bunch of money and they'll take you to outer space and back. That's sick. Yeah. And I think this is the equivalent for 1942 or whatever. It sounds like a... It sounds like something like a rich, like Russian oligarch would do. Yeah, it's a pretty nutty thing. But yeah, you can, like Brad Pitt can be like, hey, I want to go to the moon today. So 25,000 francs. Thank God someone did the math because I'm not going to. But when adjusted today for inflation is nearly half a million dollars. God damn. And that's just to be in the house? That's just to get safe passage out of France. Wow. So I'm assuming it has to just be rich people just being like, hey, get me out. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. He also hired several handlers who helped round people up. They would, of course, later be tried as accomplices. Accomplices to what? Friendship? To a good time? (laughs) (laughs) To a good time, Marcel's? No one ever heard from those who took Petchit up on his offer, mainly because he killed all of them. Yeah, sounds sounds right. He would tell his clients that before they could leave the country, they needed inoculations, which oh, he gave them. No. That's those narcotics, though. That's fucked. He, in fact, injected them. Oh, no, it's not even narcotics. He injected them with cyanide. Say, yeah, I was going to say, it's probably just straight poison. Petchit then took all his victims' valuables and dumped their corpses into the Seine? Into the yeah, Seine? The same. The Seine? We don't know rivers that well. Listen, this isn't a river podcast. This is a macabre podcast. If you want rivers, go over to our new podcast, Rivers, Rivers, Rivers. 
uh, Slinging Dingers original podcast. And boy, was I disappointed when I started watching Riverdale. <laughs> Nothing to do with rivers. <laughs> not, not a river in sight. That's for the first episode of Rivers, Rivers, Rivers. <laughs> yeah, that's a little <laughs> clip for you guys. How disappointing Riverdale is. <laughs> uh, our guest is Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> anyway. I was going to say, isn't he dead? But I'm thinking of River Phoenix. Yeah, River Phoenix is straight dead. River Cuomo is straight living in Japan. But let's not give too much away because <laughs> you'll have to check out you Rivers, know, Rivers, Rivers. 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 <laughs> hey. It's three rivers, each with its own exclamation point. Yep. Only the Gestapo would force Petcha <laughs> to change this practice. Straight to Gestapo. As the Gestapo's presence in the streets of France grew, it became too risky to take the bodies out of the house and dispose of them. So it's like, uh, who's more evil? (laughs) (laughs) Evil guy or the evil police policing the evil guy? Mm. So after his first few kills, Petchett started putting the bodies in vats of quicklime to disintegrate them. Okay. that's So he's like the OG Walter White. Pretty much. He's like, I can't dump the bodies in the river, so I gotta start... Getting the gotta vats involved. Getting vats. Gotta get How do you some. get vats in your house without anyone suspecting anything? Um, that's a good, that's a great question. I think if you have like a lab coat on, nobody questions. Maybe. I don't. <laughs> Hello. Know. He has fake glasses. Hello. <laughs> oh, uh, vats. Good please. day. <laughs> I'm a scientist. This is for my research. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Smart. A guy, smart. Smart, guy. smart professor guy. <laughs> In an event only someone like Petchett could make happen, the Gestapo effectively acted as the good guy. And That's upon insane. catching wind of Dr. Eugene's activities, arrested his accomplices. Under torture, they revealed his real name, Marcel Petch. Oh, so they tortured him. No, they tortured the, oh, they tortured the, the guys oh, who rounded people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time the Gestapo went to find him, Petchett had fled to another part of Paris. Paris. This guy is a real dick. Can we just change our show name to, hey, real dick. <laughs> A slinging dinger. <laughs> rivers, 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 followed by real dick. <laughs> Tonight <laughs> on Slinging Dingers Primetime. Audio Network. <laughs> now working out of 21 Rue Le Sueur, sans his lackeys, the task of disposing the bodies had become overwhelming. Ooh. He's like, I don't got all my lackeys. Like, fuck. And I got too many bodies. I got all these bodies and no lackeys. For reasons that remain unclear, Petchett left town for a few days in March of 1944, and no one knows what he did. Hmm. Hmm. He just had to get away. Are we going to find out what he did? He's just like, I'm leaving town. He's like, good day. I said good day. Put put on his cap and just... (laughs) (laughs) Sauntered off into oblivion. While he was away, his neighbors began to notice a terrible odor. Yeah. And a smoke radiating from his chimney that was unusually noxious. Oh, so that might be why he left. Because he's like, I ain't going to be here when this shit's all fucking burning. When the police arrived to investigate, thinking perhaps there was some kind of fire, they found a note on the door saying, Dr. Petchett was out of town but would return in a few days. Please don't open in case of fire. <laughs> Do not open uh, big time medical important <laughs> stuff going on. They proceeded to contact him and let him know about his home's abnormal condition. Petchett told them not to enter the house until he had arrived. That's hilarious. Dude, this guy must be sweating. Remember how paranoid you'd be driving back home? Just like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> My b- 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 bodies! <laughs> I was only out, ta- out of town for a few days. <laughs> for an undisclosed reason. <laughs> for a reason I will not tell you. Police waited for nearly an hour before they entered 21 Rue Le Sur along with firemen. 
What they found was unlike anything they had ever seen. Vats, 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 vats. They saw bodies. Not even whole bodies, Ooh. just parts of bodies that are strewn about the house. Yikes. Some are in canvas sacks, others Holy are in shit. suitcases. This is literally just a nightmare. The garage had vats of quicklime and an incinerator filled with limbs and bones. Jesus Christ. All told, they found at least 10 corpses in the house, though none of them were intact. That's so fucked. So I'm guessing you can't, you can't, in what was 1940s, this? you can't identify any of these bodies. No. But what was his plan when he, if he were to get there before they went in? If he got, uh, he was just, like, all right, uh, hey guys. Oh, let me clean up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. It's so very weird. Like, just give me 10 minutes. Petchett arrived shortly thereafter, attempting to explain that he was a member of the resistance and that the bodies were those of Germans and traitors who he had slain in battle. What an ins- what a, what a insane alibi. The police believe Petchett's tale enough. <laughs> The police believed Petchett's tale enough not to arrest him then and there. That's so insane. Which, given the tumultuous time which France had found itself and how venerated the resistance was, is, I guess, somewhat comprehensible for the times. I disagree. Like, they hate <laughs> Nazis that much that they're like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just killing Nazis. You're right. I shouldn't do my job as an officer. <laughs> Still, Petchett's tale didn't convince everyone. Good. The commissaire. Commissary? Commissary Georges Victor Massu. Yep. Sure. I don't, I don't fucking care. Took charge Big of an official charge. investigation into the man he believed was a dangerous lunatic. Probably because he put together all the basic clues. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he's got bodies and vats of acid. Let's see. Let's look at his history. Um, <laughs> kleptomaniac got yeah. kicked out of the army. Should have been, been an asylum. <laughs> Once he rounded up Petchett's wife and brother, Maurice, along Maurice. with the men who had helped Petchett when he was lived at 66 Rue Comartine, the true picture came together. Police arrested all of them as accomplices. Good. When they arrived at Petchett's home to arrest him and charge him with murder, he was, of course, Gone. not there. Yeah, he was on vacation. He was like, smell you later. Ooh, there's a picture of him. Uh, Looking Looking fit. <laughs> <laughs> the invasion of Normandy in June of 1944 put the search for Petchett on hold. So here comes America. This is America. <laughs> Using the war to his advantage yet again, Petchett hid with friends, explaining that the Gestapo pursued him because he had murdered informers. Throughout this period, Petchett took on a number of different names, let his hair and beard grow out, and managed to evade capture for at least another month. Ooh... Unable to keep a truly low profile, Petchett actually did join up with the resistance fighters, a move which would garner him praise and lead to his undoing. Good, fuck him. While operating under an assumed name, Petchett gained so much notoriety as a resistance fighter that a French periodical ran a profile of him. Do you think they g- he got all this attention because his fake name was like Linguini Salsa Boy? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. It's like... No uh, one really <laughs> fights on the battlefield like Linguini Salsa Boy. <laughs> we need to write this down. <laughs> I can just charge straight out of Panzer if I know Linguini Salsa Boy has my back. <laughs> when papers hit the stands, several people recognized him as Petchett and alerted <laughs> Salsa the... Boy. Hey, that's not Linguini Salsa Boy. <laughs> You're not Linguini Salsa Boy. And alerted police that the murderer, in fact, was still in Paris. Someone recognized Petchett at a train station in February of 1944, at which the police arrested him and charged him with murder. 
ladies and gentlemen, we got him. It's crazy because in my head, this is taking place like a hundred years ago, but it's not. No. <laughs> like this is... Oh, no. Like I could talk... My grandmother knew him. <laughs> like my grandfather was probably in France at the same time this guy was. Yeah, that's pretty nutty. Nutty nutty buddy, dude. That's a nutty buddy linguine salsi. Dude, what if my grandfather met Linguini Salsa, Salsa Boy and didn't whoa. didn't realize? It's like, son, I never told you this. Oh, jeez. The cannon. <laughs> <laughs> my one war memory was with Linguini Salsa Boy. <laughs> he was the best fighter I ever met. <gasps> I Mar- have some news. Marcel Petchett. Is that even his name? I feel like I'm... No, we're <laughs> saying, we've said Petchett this entire time, and 100% it's not right. <laughs> But Marcel Petschett went on trial March 19th, 1946 with 135 criminal charges. Holy shit. That's a lot of nuts. That's a high score, dude. Do you think he's on the top of the leaderboard in that area? I don't know. The Nazis are probably racking him up. That's true. (laughs) Throughout his trial, Petschett maintained that he only killed enemies of France and that he did so simply to carry out his duties as a resistance fighter. So he's still playing that card. Yeah, he's a real piece In supporting of shit. his case, he made the misstep of listing some resistance groups by name, groups which trial attendees told Petchett did not exist. Mm. So he got bamboozled. He's like, yeah, I was with the uh, Gumdrop Boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the Hanky Spanky Battalion. 69 420th <laughs> Brigade. Once the investigation revealed that Petchett had stolen from those he killed, he was charged with murder for profit. That's a that's murder a for profits. Badass, a, uh, murder for profits. I didn't even know that was sick, a charge. Sick metal band name. So is murder for profit worse than murder? Uh, well, it's a for profit. So if it was a, a non-profit, 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 then no taxes. You don't have to worry about. Yeah, exactly. The taxes become a whole different issue. Over the course of his murders, Petchett made off with more than 200,000 francs. Today, around $2 million. Damn. Get Glizzy Borden on the phone. <laughs> Over the <laughs> we cannot make a hot dog reference when you have a currency called a franc. Come on, come on, France. What do you want us to do? Yeah, come on, you put hey, us in a corner. Come on, France. This, this is why they switched to the euro. I hope that's why I'm switching to straight glizzy buns. Glizzy buns, glizzy buns. Over the course of the trial, Petra admitted to killing some, but not all of the 27 victims found in his house. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Throughout his life, he had killed at least 60 people, Holy though he was only convicted shit. of 26 murders. Could you imagine just having 60 people like you just killed and just walking around fucking eating ice cream like a, anybody? That's nutty. Really unsettling. I Next don't time like I'm in that. a crowd of people. <laughs> One out of every three people has killed 60 people. <laughs> Look to your left. <laughs> Look to your right. One of them has killed 60 people. If one of them is telling you their name's Linguini Salsa Boy, do not believe it. <laughs> the court... Sentence Petchett to death by beheading by Travis Scott Berger. He was meal. guillotined on May 25th, 1946. Dude, I'm pretty sure France used the guillotine for to like the 80s. It is pretty, I'm yeah, I do. It's remember, like some obscene, it's like crazy long time <laughs> to be behead, to like have a public beheading by guillotine. Is yeah, it's like it's not medieval. Like you could have fucking sent a fax, it's just a really efficient killing machine, I guess. Hey. Hey, brother. If it ain't broke, that's what the French say. <laughs> Although Marcel Petchett was a prolific killer, weird. Yeah, that's a weird prolific. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. That's like what I. That's what like they call like athletes. Yeah, <laughs> he was a prolific. He's nineteen, already drafted. A prolific killer. 
<laughs> Had he not been so greedy, his asking fee for freedom far too high for most people, he no doubt would have killed way more people, That's rivaling the true. murders of the groups he claimed he had fought in against. So fucked up. What an asshole. And it sucks knowing that, like, in his head, he's like, I didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? I was throwing in. Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah, so that is the story of Marcel Petchou. Hold on. Yeah, here. let's hear it again. Petchou. Yeah, we really... Petchou. Did not keep up with that. It sounds like a sneeze. It's like Marcel Petchou. Petchou. Well, another real dickhead. Yep. And another great suggestion by Ryan Benson. Long-time listener. Check out again. can't... The Short Horror Stories Anthology, Night Terrors, Volume 1, out now on Amazon. I can't imagine what be like being the police. I feel bad for, for all these police officers who are like the first on the scene for these horrific fucking unveilings of people's like murder sprees. And they're just like... Especially back then when out, they probably didn't have like therapy set up for officers no, who walked no, into that shit. It's not even... A, it's There is no way. Now I think if a cop ever uses or discharges their weapon, they have to like go to a counseling yeah, of some kind like or cool like a screening. They do outside their car. They're like, bang, bang, I'm a cool cowboy. Like they can't yeah. do that anymore without having to talk to a counselor. You cannot, let alone come across like a, the scariest place. Endless <laughs> bodies and like melting and burning. And vats and like, vats are so scary. Vats are so scary. Vats are objectively scary. Yeah, I agree. If you're out there and you're in the vat business and you're like, no, come on, guys. Like, you can Don't. use them for cool stuff. Yeah, we just, we just, the vat stocks are going to plummet after this episode comes out. <laughs> We're taking down Big, big Vat. <laughs> big Vat. I'm tired of Big Vat running this country. Yeah, it's honestly despicable. Um, Hey, that guy is a, a real ass. Marcel Andre Henry Felix Pechou. It's crazy to think if he didn't charge like half a million dollars, how many people he could have killed. Yeah. If he was just like reasonable at his rates, he would be straight. Also, I wonder how much narcotics he needed to be able to accommodate the amount of people he murdered. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was also just like constantly using the narcotics to like just getting, getting. His life is way different than mine. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, it says, uh, yeah, he's also stole not just army blankets, but morphine from the army. So he's probably uh, doing a little morphine. That makes inside. more sense than just the army blankets. I think it was primarily army blankets, though. And during war, dude, that shit, they don't, they don't like it. They don't hate. Uh, they don't like it. Well, folks, I, I hope your Monday is full of joy and... Pumpkin flavored stuff, because we're getting to that time of the year, baby. Guys, it's almost October, and we're trying to do it big in october uh, yep october should be like our hot hot boy month hot boy we should be hot boys hot in boy autumn hot boy autumn <laughs> get that started get the new hot boy autumn design on the store um make sure to follow us on our socials twitter mm macabre pod instagram yes. monday morning macabre website yep. monday morning check out the store Check out the Patreon. We've got we're gonna have like five episodes up by the time this comes out. For that's like basically a dollar per ep, and that's only gonna increase in value as time goes on. So if you want to support the show, we appreciate you guys who are already subscribed to the Patreon, and you get it all for six dollars. I mean, hey, hey, you can get a, you can what you can get a Travis Scott meal, 
Or, or you can support <laughs> two boys talking about French lunatics. Both equally in demand at the moment. Both hashtag lit. So good, good. Have, that was that have, was tracking well <laughs> with yeah. the. We got a big thumbs up from the man upstairs and the slinging dingers. Uh, he said our numbers are going way up now. So thank you, and have a good Monday. Have a good Monday. Bye. Bye.